Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Welcome to another show of The Naughty Rude Show. You're here with Dana and Hugh. And we are so excited to get into so much uh, that we're going to talk about today. I, my name's Dana, I am cis straight, and my pronouns are she and her. My name's Hugh, and I am a straight white male, baby. <laughs> and we have got a killer show coming up for you today. We have got talking about everything from entering, introducing a new partner or a date to your parents, to housemates, to pillow talk. Oh yeah, it's going to get raunchy. It is going to get raunchy. We've got lots of stories for you. A little bit of goss from our side of life. Um, But for now, we're going to throw to... This is a new Amy Shark track from her new album. It's called All Loved Up. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Dana and Hugh. And that was All Loved Up by Amy Shark. Uh, Before we dive headlong into our first segment, just want to let you know you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can tweet us at Naughty Rude if you're into the Twitter. You can DM us on Facebook. Just search for The Naughty Rude Show. But if you want to be anonymous, you know, you want to be a little bit sneaky, uh, hit us up on Tumblr. You don't need an account. Uh, and you can just go to thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We love you. Please send something in, questions, comments, anything. We love it. Yeah, tell us stories. If something resonates with you that we say, just hit us up. If you ask, want to ask a question, ask our opinion, do head to The Naughty Rude Show t- Tumblr. But straight up, Hugh, I have a bit of a story to tell you um, about introducing a partner to your parents or meeting your partner's parents for the first time. To me, it's a bit of a big deal and I don't think it should be. It's always just yeah. been a big deal in my head because of you know my past experience. But recently I've met, um, started dating a new guy and I met his parents for the first time and it was no big deal to him, which w- should have been perfect, right? That should yeah. have been like, oh, this is great, you know, he's mature, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, so I freaked out because it was too easy. Right, so, like yeah. in your own head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I just thought that, you know, it should be, a, you know, maybe a sit-down dinner and they ask you what you do when you find out about them. Yeah. Instead, it was just over the kitchen as we were walking through the house being like, oh, hey, yeah, nice to see you. Um, Tell me your life story. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was just, um, do you want some food? Like, it was, they'd already had dinner. I'm a they, stranger. Do you want some leftovers? <laughs> like, it was just a bit of a bizarre situation to me because yeah. I've always introduced people to my parents sort of over a dinner and More you organise like a formal night. setting. Exactly. Mm. Which makes me realise that it doesn't have to be like that way because that way is really, really scary. <laughs> yeah, I guess that sort of puts more pressure on everyone yeah. maybe. I don't know. And he was so blase about it. And in hindsight, that's an incredible thing, but I really couldn't get my head around that. Mm. Well, the first girl I ever dated when I was, like, 16 was sort of the same. Like, didn't really... She was, like... Their family was pretty, like, tight-knit. Yeah. And she didn't have, like, you know, any reservations about, yeah, just come in, like, stroll in, I'll just introduce you or whatever. But on the receiving end, like, I walked in and her, the first thing her dad said to me was, because I, I am thin and I was thinner, he was like, oh, well, you're not, not going to join the army, are you, mate? And then shook my oh. hand and I was like... <laughs> Jesus. And then you run for the hills. Yeah, like that's a quite a start to this whole thing, but you know, we became friends over time, so. Yeah, it is a bit of an intimidating thing meeting some like your date's parents. Yeah. Especially because uh my dad has this threat that he thinks is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Ah ha ha funny dad. Um that every time I say that I'm bringing a new guy over, he'll pol- polish his guns. Yeah. Cuz uh, like sparkly, you know, the more sparkly the gun is. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, better. good one, Dad. Yeah, and then he'll bring it up. Oh, and he has this really great thing where he really likes um to choose, you know, seven great stories that has happened over my lifetime where that oh, makes him yeah. look really good. Yeah. Like the clip so I show. call him one of his seven <laughs> stories. He's telling stories to make himself look like this nice. tough guy. But that's the thing is like you've decoded it. So now whenever like you have that date with you, you just look at him. You're like, it's one of the seven. Yeah, Don't worry. actually, it's that's- fine. Great. That's actually this is really sound advice. Yeah. I'll go in there prepared, being like, these are his seven stories. Yeah, just write up a little handbook and just before you go in, just the little a black qu- book. Have a quick flick through and of then, getting to know my dad, yeah, exactly. breaking him down. You're covered. <laughs> how, Sorted. How like how soon do you do it though? Like how many how many weeks or how many dates until you introduce someone? I guess you have to know it's serious or not, but 
That is true, but uh, this guy that introduced me to his parents was just uh, like first date, first week. That's I mean, I've pretty, known him for a very long time, so right. it's kind of different. It's not like a Out kinder date situation. All yeah. right, do you want to come home and meet my parents now? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. I think maybe you have to get to know them, and you have to. I think you're right. You have to kind of know it's a little bit serious, more than a fling. Yeah. Yeah. Do well, you have any advice? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty bad at it, really. Like I've never. I don't think you can get. I don't good have at a it. system. If you can or get anything. good at it, then you've done it too many times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like, I can talk about, you know, like, writing up a little list or whatever. I can talk about systems, but I don't have one myself. Like, I just... It sort of happens by accident, I think. Like, they happen to be home when I'm coming home with someone, and it's like, oh, parents oh, meet <laughs> this other girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? fair. Do, so, do you think it should be over dinner, or it should be by chance in the hallway? I think either, really. I mean, I've never really organised it, and it's worked out so far. But my parents are super considerate and awesome, so... I know that some people's parents have, like... A lot rules. more sway, yeah, yeah, like a lot more rules and a lot more like control over how that sort of interaction happens. Like they don't want to just, they don't want someone to just walk into the home and see them. Like they want to go out to dinner and they want to have that first impression. So that is very true, and especially mm. um, if you don't live with your parents, then you can't have that by chance meeting in the hallway. Yeah, you sort of have like, to oh, what are you something. doing home, Dana? Like uh, you don't live here. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then you would have to arrange in a you know a family yeah. event or that kind of thing. Yeah, I would like the girl I'm seeing now hasn't met my parents. Probably won't. She's met my sister though. And that was a planned thing, which is... My sister's always super eager to get to know the people that I'm seeing, so... Well, she probably knows you really well, so she can yeah. probably... She does. She's tell cool if it's heading down the right track. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about I that? I take like, her advice. Yeah, siblings giving you advice on whether they think... Or even best friends. I have had a situation where yeah. one of my best friends never was never on sort of good terms with a guy that I was dating. Mm. And hindsight tells me that she was bang on. But at the time, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. I think friends have the most sway for me. Like, my parent, my sister and friends are probably on, like, the same level. Mm-hmm. My parents don't actually, like, interfere with my dating life a lot. But, yeah, my friends, like, when my friends disapprove of someone, I find it really hard to, like, move past that. And, like, I, yeah, I start, like, seeing things wrong with the person because I'm like, well, my fr- I know my friends so well and they know me. Like, yeah, they must sort of know my tastes. But then the person's awesome. So it's like, what's wrong? Everything's so clashing. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No, just I throws everything into disarray. Absolutely. Just, like, I guess your friends have a... Like, does that mean your friends have a type for you? It's always like it always weirds me out when they think like, "Oh, you should meet this person." Like, you would like them, and then you meet. And how what do if they you meet know? them? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do they know? And what if you meet them and you don't like them? What does that say about what your friends think about you? Exactly. Yeah. Like, God. Have you ever if, had a situation like that where your friends have introduced you to somebody who they think is a potential partner? I don't have any good wingmen in my group. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I used to, and then I sort of fell out of touch with the guy, which is a real shame. Alrighty. Well, if you have any questions or anything you want to ask us, anything about introducing a partner to your parents, to your friends, your friends knowing your type and whether that's actually correct, you can hit us up on the Naughty Rude Show dot tumblr.com forward slash ask. You don't have to have an account. You can just shoot us through a message. It can be anonymous. Otherwise, check us out on Facebook. You can look up the Naughty Rude Show or tweet us at Naughty Rude. Uh, next up, we have got. We're going to be chatting about uh, bringing a yeah roomies, and even bringing a date home to roomies. It's a and whole what, other story now. Like a minefield. <laughs> oh yeah, hell's yeah! But in the meantime, we have got some tasty tracks. We do. This is Carrie. I want a girl by Moaning Lisa. Got a question? Hit us up at the Naughty Rude Show forward slash ask. And that was Carrie. I want a girl by Moaning Lisa. Naughty Root Show and Sin Nation. Speaking of Moaning Lisa, um, Hugh, um, I am your housemate and I am your friend. I feel the same way about you also. And it's a Monday night and I'm going to bring a partner home. How do you, as my housemate, feel about this? I think it's fine as long as it's consensual and respectful. But also, I have questions for your date. Okie dokie, but then it's Tuesday and it's Wednesday and it's Thursday and every night I bring a different partner home. How does that make you feel as my housemate? One, jealous. Two, (laughs) I have questions for you now, housemate, fellow roomie. Alrighty, hit us up. What do you reckon? (laughs) If we were housemates and I brought a different partner home every night, what would you think? I'd be asking how you did it. (laughs) Fair enough. I'd I'd also probably be keeping a little book with like how hot this person is 
and how she's pulling this off. This is just my little weird, you know, things that I do, idiosyncrasies. Yeah. But yeah, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I guess I have questions like, are you polyamorous? And I didn't know that. That is actually a very valid point. Because I have a polyamorous roommate, so these are the very. This is a very valid. These conversation. are very, very valid yeah. conversations. But I haven't really talked to him about it a lot. I know my other roommate has. It's a my roommates are one's the god brother of the other one. And so they've known each other since, like, they were kids. Okay. So they know a lot more about each other. Than everybody else does. Yeah. But then I've been friends with one of them since high school, and then I met the other one through... It's like, there's a weird... It's a tr- men of, triangle of men. <laughs> Everyone's okay. favourite type so of triangle. Okay, so if we're taking this back, how has it been moving out, like, moving in with people that you know? It's good. It's not, like, amazing, but the first... I had a conversation with a customer at work who's, like, pretty wise dude and he was like yeah you're moving out with friends which is good because obviously you don't have to get past that awkward you know oh can i talk to this person now like it's not mm-hmm. with strangers but the little quirks that you know them for become sort of annoying because you're forced to be around them all the time uh. and it's like i'd go i'd go because the apartment's really close to work so i'd finish work late and go around and it's like you know we'd have some drinks, like cook some food, whatever. And then I would just leave. So like all of the dishes, all of the cleanup and everything, I wouldn't see how long it sat around for. And I've now learned that it sits around for a while. But now that I've moved in, I've sort of managed to make some changes. And there's a few very passive aggressive signs up around the place, which is no, that's fair always enough. a positive change. <laughs> would you put up, like if we're talking about bringing a uh, roommate home, uh, sorry, a roommate home to your roomies. Yeah, absolutely. Right. A, ha- um, a partner home or someone that you've just, you know, might even be a one-night stand, whatever it is. Do you have etiquettes or, like, sex etiquettes around the house? Well, today I was accused of... Let's call of it setic- sex etiquettes. Sex etiquettes. Sex Sex etiquettes. Do you have sex etiquettes? doesn't really roll off the tongue, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, well, I was accused today of breaking sex etiquette, and he did use that exact phrase. So really? You're in his brain. Because, um, yeah. What well, did like, you do? Hit me up with it. The girl that I am seeing at the moment likes to be spanked. And my bedroom is in between the two other bedrooms. That's not your fault. No, I got put in, and it's the smallest room, so the walls are very. My bed's right up against one wall, and it's not very far to the other one, so it's everything sort of jammed in. Yeah. And yeah, she likes to be spanked, and we have a paddle and hands for doing that. Yeah. So I've tried to play it off as though we're high fiving <laughs> <laughs> during slash we're just really enjoying things. Yeah, but now I've been job. playing music to try and mask it. But yeah, my roommates are like, yeah, we can hear you spanking her. And I'm like, well... Hang on, it could be a high five. I've high fived after sex. Because, yeah, and like, during, like, just yay, constantly high fiving. I did a great job. We're a great team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do me, I'll do you. Great teamwork. Yeah. But we don't really have, like, a system. I think so we sort of just... So do they come to... Do they, your housemates approach you and say, hang on, brother, I can hear the paddles? <laughs> Paddle police. It, yeah. just sort of, it just sort of came up. Like, we were talking about, I guess... We weren't talking about spanking, because that's weird. We were talking about, I don't know, something, just her or, like, relationships, whatever, as boys do. And, yeah, it came up. I'll just... Accusations were hurled from couch to couch. But that's fine. I can deal with that. you sort of wriggled out of them, or are Uh, they still... I've I've been known to wriggle. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I said I'll try and keep it down, but, you know, man's got to do what a man's got to (laughs) do. That is very true. Um, But, yeah, we don't really have But have they done it to you? Is there a sex etiquette See, then I thought, well... Does that mean you're not having a lot of sex or you're just having very stealthy sex? I don't hear them doing it. So does that say bad things about me or do they just pick their time really well? Well, that's something you're going to have to discover. You're going to have to get a cup and put it up against the the wall. Yeah, that's one way to do it. But also give them privacy. (laughs) I could ask... That seems sort of like perverted, but I could ask questions. So, you know, we could start a system because we don't have one. Like, we don't have the cliche sock on the door. We don't have... My roommate has a code word, but he only uses it with his girlfriend, and the word is mischief, like they're going to get up to some mischief, which I quite like. Mischief, I think as in they're, they'll be sitting in a room together, and they go, hey, honey, mischief, and then they leave the room. See, it's not that like explicit. They won't... I think it's sort of like a she'll whisper it to him as a signifier that... As in they need to get out of there right now, like chop, chop, I don't know if happening. it's that urgent. They're not like super urgent people. But that's the thing is I don't know anything about their sex life. Like they seem to be pretty... He seems sort of traditional in that sense. Okay. Like, he's willing to talk about it pretty, like, pretty openly. But they're openly, not overt about their sex life. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're okay. not, yeah. Which is, like, the person I'm seeing now is pretty overt about it and, like, it's all very That's out a personality thing, too. I think that's yeah. important to take yeah. into consideration that people are more comfortable and less comfortable to talk yeah. about sex. Yeah, exactly. My polyamorous roommate's super sex positive, like, yeah. doesn't really have a problem with it. It was more 
little more traditional one. That well, was. I had housemates um, last year. I was living in the UK for a year, and I found out after living with them for six months that their strategy with coping with, you know, we didn't really talk about sex etiquette. It just never really came up in conversation. But they dealt with the creaking bed springs by just going hang- and hanging out in the kitchen. Which is so British. Which is so <laughs> polite and so lovely. And not right. once did they knock on my door or tell me to be more quiet. They just vacated their own bedrooms yeah. and went and hung out She's in the at kitchen. it again, boys. Sorry. She's at it again, boys. <laughs> Pop down the kitchen. Yeah. That's Who absurd. wants some potato gems? Yeah. <laughs> We've got some time to kill. All righty. Yeah. Um, so that was their way of coping, whereas I would, I'd be inclined to be vocal about it. I'm, I'd, I'd do a good knock on the mm. wall. Well, but I, but yeah. I'd also expect it in return. That's I'm not the thing. If the you quietest. Can, yeah, if we can sort of... If you can rib someone about it, but you can take a ribbing yourself, then that's fine, you know? It's, I love that you've used the word rib. I know, I was poor. I realised as soon I, as it came out of my mouth that it I was... I really, a, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've, I've just learned that my roommate turns his movies up way louder now whenever, whenever she walks in. <laughs> like, when she comes that's in the door, he's like, strategy. well, it's time to blast the volume. That's not a bad strategy. Well, I've just bought some really killer headphones, so, you know... There you go. Noise so cancelling, you know? He just broke his, so now he's... Now he's, yeah, really now he's <laughs> all out of luck. Exactly, yeah. Um, if to be you, him. Yeah, if you have any stories about uh, roommates getting up to mischief or anything, you can hit us up on Tumblr. That is, what is the link the Thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Forward slash ask. The classic. Yeah, you can hit us up. Let us know if you have any questions as well. We have um, a whole another hour and a half to dedicate to answering your guys' questions if you have any. But we will be talking about... You know, um, Hugh said before that he's recently moved out. We'll be chatting about that uh, coming up. But in the meantime, let's throw to some killers. This is The Killers, The Man. You're with Dana and Hugh on the Naughty Rich Show on Sin Nation. We're serious about sex and playful too. Earlier on we were talking about housemates and, you know, sex etiquette. But really, what are they overhearing? What are those juicy bits of goss that they are just discussing outside in the lounge room? (laughs) Pillow talk. Oh, yeah. Hit me with it. It's crucial. Everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own game. And there's no shame in your game. No shame in your game. You keep that's keep that one. You can use that. It's like a little positive reinforcer. No shame in your game, love. Absolutely not. Do you have any sort of style of pillow talk or how do you jump straight into it? Oh, I'm I'm don't I don't take a lot of it seriously like in the moment it's much easier obviously because you're both you know getting a little steamy mm-hmm. it's getting hot like some things just you just say them you just let them slip out and then you see kind of how the other person reacts like yep. see if it's good but beforehand and afterwards I am a ridiculous man I just don't I don't have a system so I just as many like jo- if she's laughing it's good that's that's a really good system that's that's the only way I mean way- me being a girl if a guy's making me laugh then that's absolutely tick well, there you go. That's what I'm aiming for. Like, the last actual proper pillow talk I had was where I tried to... Well, it was successful. We started an improvised, like, scene while we were lying there where I was a, a baker and sh- she was coming into my store. Because she does, like, stand-up... <laughs> she does stand-up stop. comedy or she's done stand-up comedy. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's test your chops. Consider this better stage and let's go. I'll be this character. You be that character. Bam, let's, let's do it. And it went down quite well? I played my part well. <laughs> she did pretty good. We were bouncing off each other. It was it was fun. Not traditional pillow talk, but you know. No, but if it's getting you laughing, then and it's getting you going. Yeah, exactly. Then I feel like. Well, it's I wasn't talk. really getting aroused by it. I've never baked before. <laughs> it's not like I, you know, lost my virginity in a, on a, like on like a you know like sacks of flour or anything or to a baker. Well, that's, about that's quite a story. Do you, have a, do you have a game? Do you have a game plan? My game plan is just if he's doing something that I like, I'll make sure that I communicate it. Yep. Because a bit of psychology in there, a bit of positive reinforcement means that they'll do it again next time, and that is something that and Everybody I'm wins. And if you're happy, he's happy. It's like a yeah, sexy Mobius strip of sexy positivity. Sexy win-win. Exactly. Mm. So I'll just make sure that if he's doing something that I like, I either tell him explicitly or I'll vocalise it so there's no way that he can know he's doing anything wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Because men, not the smartest. You've got to really got to let them know. Especially at that time. You know, you're thinking with someone home. else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, but I have had an experience where a guy 
it, it's a bit harder when it's, you know, maybe you're not in a relationship or you haven't slept with them a couple of times mm. and you kind of don't know each other's rhythms yet. I've had uh, an evening with a man and I communicated <laughs> what I would like and he didn't take that at all well. Really? He didn't like constructive criticism whatsoever and he got quite... Not aggressive, but taken aback by it. And I, he really wanted to sort of dominate, and I wasn't into that. Yeah. And he Sounds didn't like react he, very well to it. I take so yourself was, too seriously. Yeah, that was a complete turnoff. Yeah. So if you can't take communication, get out of my bed. Yeah, that's, that's fair criticism. I haven't had anyone really, like, react in that sort of way, but I've had people just not respond. Like, I've asked them mm-hmm. something, and it's sort of just like, oh, you know, there's no real... No actual like definitive answer yeah so it's like well i don't i'm asking for a reason like i'm yeah. not just putting a question out there to like be courteous like i want an answer <laughs> yeah. like it's trying to be you know fun for both back of us back and forth like, yeah, yeah exactly um has anyone ever like taken well i mean you just said someone took you out of the moment with what they said have you ever embarrassed yourself or like are there any other you know any oh, lines that moments, will absolutely not do it for you uh i've had moments where oh actually yes <laughs> that's <laughs> the reaction i wanted back to four years ago <laughs> Um, I had a, it wasn't uh, so much pillow talk, and I definitely don't want a kink shame, but it's just not a kink that I'm into. He didn't use a method of communication, and he just kind of went for it and sucked my toe. And that was... Power play. <laughs> very, uh, it, it was a bit of a shock, I'll not lie. Yep, sounds It was it. a bit of a shock, sort of hated in the moment, yeah, really into it. Next minute, my leg's in the air being held still. <laughs> <laughs> That was quick. <laughs> it was, yeah, quite a little bit confronting. Like, I wouldn't, maybe, maybe would have less minded less had he asked or, yeah. you know, verbalised. Yes? Um, well, if that's what gets him going, then Not I'm more than happy to try it. But if, yeah, he he really just sort of went, just went, went for f- it. Just mm. broke. No toe consent whatsoever. He didn't like, toe the line. <laughs> It's going to be bad. There's going to be a lot of toe puns. <laughs> totally ruin the moment. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. He, he definitely yeah. did. I mean, it was a bit confronting for me, but, you know, had mm. he asked, then I would have been like, oh, yeah, I've never done this before. Let's give this a go. I, I've elicited like a, a slap and a push off thing. It was from a girlfriend at the time. And I was getting super into basketball. Like I was just playing basketball a lot and she didn't like that for some reason. I don't know. She wasn't a big fan of sports. And so... As we were finishing, I I whispered, he shoots, he scores, into her ear. (laughs) She just pushed me off and slapped me, and then, yeah, it was... Like, bad or, like, hot? Oh, just, like, why would you do that? You know, like, I can't believe you actually said that. Oh, my God, that's such a good joke at the end. See, that's that's the thing, is, like, did did I push the joke too far? Did I cross the line, like, the free throw line? Did I go over that, you know? Because you can push the jokes too far sometimes. You have to know her sense of humour, though. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a, we're not going to have sex again for a week. It was just like a, you little shit. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, but like, cheeky, sexy little shit. Yeah. I feel like that's what she was going for. Sorry, I missed a few little adjectives there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was it. That was a memorable moment. Yeah, hit us up on Tumblr. If you have any... uh, Oh, please. Please, pillow talk stories. uh, Thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Or advice if you consider yourself some sort of, you know, banter coach. In the in the pillow talk realm, oh, obviously please. I need some help. <laughs> uh, obviously I need some help. So yeah, hit us up. Let us know how we can improve our pillow talk, or if you have a specific pillow talk style. That's actually one that I really want to know. Mm. If you're out there and you have a pillow talk style, do you like doing improv, or do you like making up stories and whispering them to each other, or mm. do you like making sounds, or do you like making noises? Any sort of pillow talk, hit me up because yeah. I need some new things to try. Um, <laughs> world out there. This is Naughty Rude on Sin Nation. Alrighty, and that was The Come Down by Ocean Alley, and before that you had Ubu by Methyl Ethel. Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation, and you know what time it is. It's Tumblr Town. It's Tumblr Town. My favourite TT. Tumblr Time. Do you want to kick us off? Do you want to hit the first one? Alright, so this is our first Tumblr question, and I'm asking you, Hugh, tell oh. me. Oh. Now moving in with my mates, how do I cope with them hearing more of my sex life? It's a good question, and it relates to the uh, topics. The housemates that we've been talking about. Shout-outs to whoever wrote that. Um, you just sort of have to, I mean, either keep it down, which is sometimes asking a lot because sex gets loud and sometimes that's not your fault, but you kind of just have to deal with it, which is unfortunately a really shitty thing to say. 
because people stress out about that stuff. Um, you could take some steps just, you know, you're going to be moving in with people who are, I'm assuming, are all old enough to be working and holding down jobs. So when they leave the house, you can try and, you know, coordinate a little sort of calendar, I guess. Um, so when they leave the house, you sneak something in, you try and go to her place. Um, that always works. But I guess if she's living with people, you're facing the same problem. Or um, even <laughs> if just approaching your house, if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and maybe they're housemates that you don't know and you kind of want to establish some guidelines, maybe just sitting down and, you know, breaking the ice and chatting to them about it or really if you're scared that they're going to hear more about your sex life or you're going to hear more about theirs, then just ask them, you know, even if, you know, you can establish whether they often bring people home or if they're in a relationship. Thanks they- for pulling me out of that ocean. I was <laughs> clearly drowning in. <laughs> Not That's that I've good ever had to <laughs> approach housemates. My housemates have been pretty chill with it. So mm. hopefully you guys out there have pretty chill housemates too. Uh, the second question we have is, what do I do when my man can't keep it up? I feel like it's a huge blow to my ego. That's a tough one. I don't think that you should put it on yourself mm. if um, a partner can't, you know, keep it up. Or I think it's something that you can work through together. Um, I've been in this situation and it's just been, we worked it out. It was just um, making him feel more comfortable around me, which was definitely okay. I mean, we hadn't been seeing each other for very long, but it was definitely just a communication thing. And it was, you know, he was really embarrassed by it. It didn't bother me at all. I don't think it should bother you at all. And I don't think you should put it on yourself that he's, you know, not attracted to you or anything like that. I think it's just... Definitely down to communication. Oh, yeah. The worst thing you can do with this sort of situation is not talk about it because, like, as a guy who's had this, like, problem before just in certain situations, it's like the more it gets into his head, the worse it's going to get for him because you start – as soon as any, like, sort of interaction starts to happen, it gets in your head because you think it's going to happen again and then it does. So getting that out in the air and letting him know how you feel is super important with this one. Perfect. 100%. No sweeping it under the rug. Yeah, chat it out. Alrighty. What about sleeping with a work colleague? Yay or nay? I have never... Oh, I have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Realisation just now? I'm Um, a nay. I think if it's like a full-time job that you're working at, that you're planning on, you know, building your career from this point up, I think it's a nay. Mm. You know, know, I don't think if it's something that you care about, a job that you care about, it's not worth risking, you know, an office relationship for... uh, a night of pleasure. I'm sort of on the fence. Like, I've never worked at, like, a full-time, like, five mm-hmm. days a week, you know, we're all in the same space. Like, it's always been, you know, shifts on and shifts off with people. So, like, sometimes you'll see him three times a week. Sometimes you won't see him at all. So, it's... But given the situation that I was in, I came out sort of, like, mentally a little weird about it. And I was a, definitely a nay on that situation. But that was more down to the actual circumstances. Yeah. But in general... Circumstantial. Put yeah, it down to that. I mean... It's definitely going to be subjective, but if two people, like, definitely feel that way about each other, yeah, you you kind of have to be, I guess, professional about it and look at, like you were saying, like, that forward trajectory, like, where do you hope to be? And you Mm. kind of have to be like, don't make, like, a pros and cons list, because that's weird, but just sort of, yeah, weigh it up, like, is it going to be worth... you can make a pros... I think pros and cons lists are hugely helpful in relationships. I'm bad at lists. (laughs) I won't won't project my terrible list making on on you fine people out there. Make a list if it's going to save you. If it's going to help you, mm. make a list. Yeah, your name. And yeah, finally, think, is it better to lose your virginity to someone who is less experienced sexually? I think this is completely personal. I don't think, to me, it didn't really... It, as long as it's somebody that you're comfortable with and you feel safe with, mm. then I don't think it matters whether they're more experienced or less experienced than you. Yeah, I don't think like better is really at play here yeah you're um, right it's gonna be like whatever you make it and like what what is sex if you're comparing it like better than someone else's like virginity it's not like a competition um there's no like perfect time to do it with the perfect person like it's just gonna happen naturally um is it better if you're doing it someone who's also less experienced sexually yeah I don't, I don't think it really matters I don't really think so completely up to you as long as you feel safe you feel comfortable it's there's consent I think then you've hit the nail on the head yeah. You do you. Or you let them do you and you do them. Anyway. Hey. Yay. Well, thank you so much for your questions on Tumblr, uh, the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We're going to throw to a song, and after that, we're going to be talk- talking about keeping the flame alight in your relationship. You're listening to the naughty rude show. 
Hey, Hugh, I yes. want to talk to you. Oh, I right? feel special. Yeah, I want to talk about keeping the flame alight. Mm. And when in a relationship, you know, that light might... I want to keep with the metaphor. Yep. When the light might dim a little and you really want to sort of ignite it again, like the Olympic torch of 2000, Kathy running home <laughs> down the home stretch. Really want to talk about that flame. Super emotional. Okay. So I'm seeing my way of do- keeping the flame alight, you know, you can get into each other's, you know, you might go see them at their house and they might see you at yours and you can get into the r- rhythm of re- a relationship or of seeing someone and you get very comfortable around each other. Yeah. But I think it's really important to keep some spice in there. And my way of doing that, uh, one of the ways that I like to go about it is making sure you have an organized date night. Mm-hmm. So you might, you know, make sure you dress up for each other, you organize a location, an activity that you want to do, and you really kind of share some moments rather yeah. than, you know, just sitting at home in your PJs, Netflix Watching and chill. And yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So dressing up, making mm. sure, you, you know, and it makes you feel good. Um, dressing up makes me feel good dressing up for him. So Yeah, my roommate does that. I came out of my room on like a Sunday and they were both standing there. Him and his girlfriend were standing there and he was wearing like a, you know, a nice jacket and she was wearing a nice dress. I was like, oh, you guys like going to some sort of ball? And you're like, oh, just going out for lunch. We do it on Sundays. Like, oh. It's such a nice thing to yeah, do. It is. Yeah. yeah, and they both have a great time. So, And it's a really good way, I think it's a really good way to keep the sort of romance in the relationship. Mm. What yeah, about definitely. you? How do well, you keep your flame alight? <laughs> well, the thing, like the relationship, it's only, I don't know how to term it. Like the thing I'm in now, yeah. you can tell I'm very mature with this sort of stuff. I don't think you need to, I think labels are overrated anyway. Yeah. But like she's, just coming off a four-year relationship. So, like, she's not mm. looking for anything serious. So, it's, like, not so much a romantic thing as it is, like, two people who get along and are really attracted to each other. So, it's, like, my things of spicing it up are, like, paddles and handcuffs and stuff, like, that I've talked about. Like, it's yeah. not really, like, a romantic sort of, like, oh, let's go get a cute date and, you know. We've been out and, like, gotten drinks and stuff. We've been to the movies. Like, I cried in front of her, which was, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> really, a real turn on. There's some tips. Um, Can but be. But, yeah, so my stuff's sort of, like, haven't really ventured into the paddles and handcuffs around before. So when she mentioned she had handcuffs, I was like, let's bring those over. Let's, yeah. let's try and spice that up a bit. But yeah, in terms of like romantically and if you're in a long-term relationship, definitely important to not just get stuck in like a sex rut, if you will, if that's yeah. a term. Okay, so, like, so we can spice it up Yeah, so like I haven't really well. known this girl for super long and we're getting into this stuff. But if you can sit down with your partner, you know, it's been like a few years, you're sort of just going through the motions literally, then <laughs> yeah, maybe sit down, talk about something you might both be interested in trying, bring it into the bedroom, see what happens, you know? Or Just even test. introducing, you know, a sex toy into the bedroom or something like that, something that you both have never used before or maybe mm. even if you're not even comfortable with it. I think that might be a good point to explore. It's a learning experience. If, exactly. Yeah, it's always room to learn. Leave no page unturned. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In the Kama Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which exactly. I haven't read, but it looks exhilarating. <laughs> um... No, maybe we should do some market research for next week. Definitely. Read the Kama Sutra. Now, that's a sexy term. Oh, that, isn't it? Isn't it? Bring that into the bedroom. Hey, uh, I made a uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> that's going to do it. I'm already hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've talked about uh, sex and how to make sure that you, you keep that flame alight and romance. How else do you reckon that we can talk about that you would keep the, the flame alight in... In a relationship, romance-wise, like if it's not date night, it could be. Uh, what about going away for the weekend? Something like yeah. that. I had a friend who used to. They used to go on trips to like Castle Maine and down the coast and stuff a lot, and they that seemed to work for them. They and they love getting out of the city because it's all. Hint to you guys out there: one that I've discovered, it makes it very, very affordable. Airbnb is insane for like if it. if you're going as a couple, mm. it can end up being like fifty bucks each for the night. And like Joyce. you can get some beautiful places yeah. with spas and things. This is why I should that learn might to drive spice it up so a little can, bit. You know, take my woman on a yeah. nice trip. Do a hot tub. Because it's like, hey, you know, let's go to this thing and let's take a V line there. Yeah. That's really not <laughs> getting her in the, the mood, same is it? Sort of the ticket's sixteen dollars, honey, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not paying. <laughs> on me? No, not even on you. Okay. Yeah, but there's some really nice places around Melbourne that you can go to, like Peninsula Hot Springs, and you know, get get in some. Although I don't like to think about what people have done at the hot springs. <laughs> you really sold me on it and then instantly yeah. I, I sent my ticket back in the mail. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> um, if you have any suggestions that you can hit us up on Tumblr, you can ask us or give us suggestions of how to keep some spice in your relationships. The Naughty Rude Show 
www.tumblr.com forward slash ask or you can find us on Facebook. Just look at The Naughty Rude Show and you can DM us if you want us to know who you are or you have some really great advice. Then we'd absolutely love to give you a shout out. Um, But do stay tuned. We have got... We don't have long left in the show. We've got just under an hour, but we're going to be chatting about first date faux pas. If you have any stories about that, do hit us up on Tumblr as well. Got a question? Hit us up at thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. So that was Tonight, Best You Ever Had by John Legend and Ludacris. Before that, you had Chasen by Cub Sport. And speaking of, you know, keeping things alight or maybe even getting the spark started. Yeah. You have to do something before you can get the flame going. You got to kiss. And everyone, well, not everyone, a lot of people have a first kiss story. Oh, boy. Where it all started. We started to unwrap that. You know, there's like a big present and you just, you just tugged the little ribbon on top and whoop, suddenly the box fell away. And there was your sexuality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a metaphor? Ain't that a metaphor? Well, let me tell you about my little... Oh, I was going to say my little box. But <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Okay, Oh, my, too hot for radio. Yeah, woo, woo. It's getting hot in here, boys yeah, and girls. Crank up the AC. Um, alrighty. My first kiss story was at a musical after party. Let's set the scene. So romantic. So it's been two weeks of, you know, hard-earned, you know, shows, blood, sweat and tears. Tech really rehearsals. Good. Yeah. Very, Tech re- very horny night. setting. Late night tech rehearsals. What was the show? Can we can we spill the beans on that? Was it a big the musical, like the film with Tom Hanks? Oh, such a good musical. Mm, it's a bit rubbish for but, like mm. musical reasons or for <laughs> kissing it was reasons. Just a bit of a. Sh- it was a great musical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, good save. <laughs> um, and so we were at the musical after party. One of the boys was hosting, and I was in year nine. And there was like a disco Ooh. party lights area in the garage Ooh. next to the pool. And it was the middle of winter. It was chilly, chilly out. It's a romantic time of year, actually. And I'd bought a new dress. Mm. In winter? Bold. Yeah, I had. <laughs> but I had a really nice black cardigan over the top. Ah. Mm, sexy. Smart. Yeah, okay. So ju- let's just lay it down straight. These two people had never kissed before and it was like two <laughs> washing machines going out of the four hours and it was a bit of a mess. And everybody had to sidestep around us to get inside the house. Four hours? Yeah, I, 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 was, I would be embarrassed. Jesus. I'm not, you know. <laughs> practice makes perfect. And uh, boy, I did I practice <laughs> that night. So that was my sexy first kiss story. Was there any aftermath? What, what happened yeah, afterwards? Was um, it a happy... This is of? the greatest part. <laughs> it's a pretty funny story. Uh, so I asked for his number oh. and he gave it to me and I messaged the number and it turns out... You know, he said by accident, but inverted commas, by accident, he gave me his dad's number. <laughs> Classic move. <laughs> like if you're We've all new, done it. <laughs> you're in year nine and you don't know your own phone number. But you know your dad's you phone number? Yeah, <laughs> like what are you, you doing that, you in year that, nine? <laughs> you have that memorised? What did you send to him, if you remember? Was it anything wrong? He was like, hey, want to hang out? Yeah, it was just something like, do you want right. to catch up? wasn't like, let's make out I again. Had a, yeah, <laughs> right, I had a great time playing washing machine with you. <laughs> let's do that again. <laughs> code word the kids are using. <laughs> yeah, what about you? First kiss Mine story? Mine was, I think I was in year eight or nine. I think year nine. And I was in a park... First, we went to my friend's place. There were all three of us hanging out. And then we left, and me and this girl that I was super into at the time, who had a boyfriend, but, you know, we won't go into that. Uh, and then That's we, were supposed to go, yeah, <laughs> we were supposed to go to the station, like, to both go home. But she was like, oh, let's go to the park. So we went to the park down the road, and we sat on a bench, and we super awkwardly talked for, like, probably 20 minutes. You both minutes. know where that's leading. Yeah, exactly. And then, So why, why did you talk? Why didn't you just Because neither one of us wanted to, you know, initiate. we were... You know, gangly, awkward little kids. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, we were like okay, no one fair. wanted to make the first move, so therefore we just sort of sat super close to each other. And then she had her hand on my leg. Weird detail. And then yeah, started kissing and I accidentally bit her tongue. Oh. And she just didn't seem to mind it. She winked, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm signing up for a little more than I can handle here. <laughs> but then mid, I like pulled back from it, and some guy was walking past, I'm like 20 year old, and he just like gave me a thumbs up and pointed. He was like, yeah, like kissing a girl. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know doing what I'm doing. But yeah, so um, pretty, pretty, pretty normal, really. No wrong. She didn't give me a mum's number or anything, so can't okay, really what compare about to that. Kissing on, yeah, exactly. See, that was actually a pretty damn good first kiss. Eh. Mine led to leading, led to texting his father. Yeah, mine led to like being in love with someone who was like didn't know whether they wanted to stay in their relationship or like 
date me, so it was kind of super awkward for a while there. Yeah, don't don't blame you for thinking uh, that's yeah. I was young and dumb. It's fine. Young, dumb. Now I'm a little bit older broke. and a little dumber. <laughs> bit of Khalid reference in there, very nice. <laughs> um, okay, so what what about first kisses on a on a first date? Yours and I, our first kiss didn't seem to be sort of on a date. It seemed to be like just circumstantial at a party yeah. or as park. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about first kisses on a date? Do you reckon like after the date? Is there like a, a I good go location? as soon as I see her. I run towards her full sprint. <laughs> <laughs> just mouth wide open. It's so good to see you. Uh, I'm coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, with taste. <laughs> I've learned a little bit more how to like read the situation now rather than sitting there awkwardly looking at you know a girl for 20 minutes and just talking about random shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've sort of learned to read it. So I'd say afterwards is a little classier, especially if it's like a, well, I guess it's not really a f- uh, who kisses on the first date. Got to be a real Casanova for that. But yeah, you know. Do you kiss on the first date? Yeah, I, yeah, I will if you yeah. pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, yeah, I would if I, you know, felt... Like I wanted to and she wanted to and everything was hunky-dory, like, Okay, say. say you went to a bar for a drink or yeah. you went out for dinner. Would you reckon, like, circum- it would have to be circumstantial, like, outside the bar? Yeah. Well-lit um, street? Like, that's a bit awkward. Yeah, well, I guess you then have to go, like, pick a spot you know there's, like, a nice, maybe, a, well, I guess going to a park at night can be pretty awkward as well. <laughs> pick, like, pick like a spot where you know there's a nice place you can go to afterwards, maybe, if you don't want to be... Because there's all that, that PDA, well, you know, Or have you two options? Like, there's a nice, secret, uh, dark-lit alleyway. Alcove. <laughs> Alcove, down the road, or straight out onto Burke Street. Like, Burke Street Mall, right in the middle. Exactly. You in could... the light of the oncoming tram. <laughs> it, yeah, but what I'm saying is you've got an out and you've got an in. That's you've good. Got an in That's a good plan. See, I don't think that far ahead. I'm not that smart. Maybe we should come up with like an ideal date location in Melbourne. So for all our listeners out there, if you're ever in this predicament, where's the perfect location for a date? And then, and then you've got an out and an in for a good kiss spot. And then invest in that business because so many people listen to this, <laughs> they'll all be going there exactly. and we get paid. <laughs> exactly. So I reckon maybe like there's got to be like a corner pub somewhere on the outskirts of the CBD that's close enough to a well-lit road but also... <laughs> Everyone's favourite makeout a- spot. Hey, you've been to the well-lit road? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got lit at the well-lit road, if you know what I mean. <laughs> or your cheeky alleyway around the corner down the side. Have you ever kissed someone in an alleyway? Um, just not to get off topic, but I'm just curious. I don't know how much smooching goes on in alleyways these days. Market not research? Not off <laughs> the top of my head. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, no, I don't think so either. I had a really awkward kiss in um, Flinders Street Station. We'd gone out for, uh, to a bar and he didn't kiss me until, like, we got to departing. And then, <laughs> and then he, he, what, he would call it a kiss. I would call it, like, a just, yeah, bat out of hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was like, oh, that's slapped enough. you with his face. <laughs> that's, that's enough. I'll not be seeing you again. Hmm. But I guess that's, you have to have train. some tact, I guess. Like... If it's a choice between a well-lit train station, which is sort of, I guess, a no, it's a lot of people around, or like a dimly lit bar where there's more sort of, you know, they can be a bit more discreet. Yeah, so the timing, you just didn't yeah. really have great timing. That's the thing, like, what's the what's an ideal location for a first kiss? Because, like, if it's, you know, nature, you're not going to, like, take her on a two-hour train ride to get out to, you know, whoop-whoop, and then, hey, look, these trees are nice. Yeah. Like, that's a little weird, because that's too much planning, <laughs> and almost. And you may have <laughs> done the 20-minute talk on a park bench and gone in for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, well, I reckon we can establish that there is no ideal location for a first kiss. It is just whatever you feel, and if you're yeah. feeling it, just do it. Exactly. And make sure it's consensual. 100%. That's a big faux pas Andy P. if it's not. You don't want to pull the old lean in and they lean back awkwardly because that's a faux pas. And speaking of them, speaking of those faux pas, we're going to be touching on that after we listen to a little tune here. We've got Feel the Way I Do by the Jungle Giants, and then we're touching on first date faux pas. It's the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. That was Feel the Way I Do by the Jungle Giants. And speaking of feeling the way I do or the way I don't feel, tell me things that I should not do on first dates, Hugh. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Dana and Hugh. And Hugh, please tell me. I'm the expert? Yep. You're the expert. Put on my expert gloves and because, sift through uh, this situation. I'm, I'm going to admit it now. I'm, I'm not very good at first dates. Nah, I get awkward. I mean, I'm great. <laughs> and, <laughs> Woo. 
And I also, I, I'm good at talking to people, but then I get the glazed look in my eye. Like, I'll keep talking, but my brain's disengaged. So you're like, ram- just rambling. Yeah, we've cut the cord. Like, <laughs> right, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not she's home. She's solo. <laughs> we lost contact. I mean, the biggest, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. It's just when someone harps on it is the classic mentioning the ex. Oh, completely. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's just, I like talking to, like, obviously I like talking to you about things and, like, it's part of your personal life and you feel like it's, you know, especially, like, with the person I'm seeing right now, just getting out of a four-year relationship, like, that's fresh on her mind and she's thinking about that stuff. But it comes up an awful lot and it's kind of like, is there a respectful way to say to someone, I know that person affected you for the past, you know, however many years and you were super connected to them and you probably learned a lot from that experience, but I don't really want to talk about it for obvious reasons like reasons that should be pretty obvious it's awkward i don't know the person so i don't know whether you want me to slander them or it's just that it does put you in an awkward position but yeah. it would be a different dynamic again if you did know the person that's true more or less awkward though i would think it would be more awkward because they'd be putting you in an uncomfortable position to you know even if you wanted to to have mm. to take sides or to have to feel a, a way a yeah. certain way about the situation yeah, like when two good friends start dating and you're like, oh, please yeah. don't break up because if one of them comes to me, I'm not talking shit about anyone. I just step back from the situation, honestly. Like, it's too awkward. We had the, um, my big friendship group had that situation happen earlier this year and it completely blew everybody else to Ugh. smithereens. Yeah. And like, we're starting to rebuild those friendships and everything, but it really kind of took a huge, we took a huge divide. Mm. So yeah, it is a risky one. Yeah, I mean, it, you can... Uh, first date, no. Don't talk about the ex on the first date. But if you're oh, gonna see I don't the, think so. If yeah. you're going to see the person again and you know, like think there's something there, like it's going to come up eventually anyway. So I think that bring it up when it is affecting something in your own relationship. Because if there's something, if there's like insecurities, I've had this recently, that there's been insecurities instilled in me because of past relationships. So I've had to bring up that to be able to explain why I'm acting in a certain way or how something makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. So not necessarily talk about my ex, but this is a situation that I was put in. This is how it made me feel. This is why I'm reacting the way to you it is you know you might be projecting I was in my case I was projecting onto and I shouldn't have been Mm. but I needed to talk that through to be able to make someone else understand why I was acting the way I was towards yeah if using it as more of a reference point exactly rather than like shoehorning it into something awkwardly like if it actually sort of comes up and there's a reason to bring it up then yeah like don't go and oh yeah my ex used to slap me like that too yeah don't do that (laughs) just don't do that yeah, we don't handle it well. Yeah, X is not a great topic in new relationships. No. All right, what else? First date faux pas. Farting, burping. The classic fart. Yeah. <laughs> See, it gets a laugh even just saying the word. I didn't even fart, but you laughed. It's the word. But not so funny Awkward on a first laugh date. Awkward laugh or? On a first date. I mean, girls don't fart, so I can't accuse you of anything, right? <laughs> Isn't that... This is all on me right now. My shoulders are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't do don't. it. Don't fart at all. I mean, even in relationships, I like, I don't know if I leave the room, but it's like, you know, you lift up the doona and you make a little exit and you do a little toot out the side and then you... Do you do that? Yeah. Oh, really? You're really admitting to have some heavy stuff here. Well, it's... A toot out the side of a doona. You do a doona toot. I do a doona toot. (laughs) (laughs) I've been known to do a doona toot. (laughs) That sounds like a a country town. Or a band (laughs) name. Doona toot. Paper, scissors, rock for it. (laughs) <laughs> I reckon, okay, backstory to Duna Toot. They grew up in Tamworth and they're a country band. I have no reply. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Duna Toot. Okay. Anyway, other other first date faux pas. What about... Don't um, get wasted. Location. Like, where's where's a good location? Where's a bad location? Alleyway? We yeah. Were talk- yeah we talking about, about alleyways. alleyways before. Like, bowling, don't have the bowling whole, alley? Don't have the whole date in an alleyway. Yeah. Just the good bits. Yeah, just the, save the good. Sorry, we need intermission to the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, bowling alley. I don't think bowling alley is bad. I think if you, it's a first date and you don't want it to be too awkward, I think doing an activity is a really good idea. So yeah. I, 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 personally, I'm not a big fan of going to the movies because how the hell do you get to know someone whilst watching a film? Yeah. And it's already, I'm already like, the, what a movie's like. Every movie's like two and a half hours now as well. And so like I'm $16. coming out of that tired. <laughs> There's no way I'm awake yeah, when I'm coming exactly, out of that. Exactly. So then am I going to be ready to talk for someone with another half an hour? I don't want to go home. 
Yeah, so maybe an activity is good. So I reckon yeah. a bowling alley. Like, personally, I hate mini golf, so don't ever take oh a mini Oh my god, golfing. what? Are you human? <laughs> yeah, I am. It's and golf, I'm, but mini. It's I'll, cute and it's fun, like me. It's. Yeah, but then, okay, I don't know if you've ever had this issue, but sometimes you just can't get it in the hole. And, and sometimes. Well played. Yeah, you like hit it with the stick, like. 18 yeah. times, yeah. and by that point, they're already at hole 18, and, and they've already climaxed, still, and then you're, you're just without anything. You're still drinking an Arnold Palmer in the clubhouse. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's just not He's fair. just screaming over the hill in one of those buggies. <laughs> He's having a rollick at all times. So, uh, if you ever date me and you're listening out there, no mini golf. No mini golf. <laughs> but I think Get a bowling alley is a good one. What about that mini golf slash bar place in the city? Oh, a, uh, what's it called? A whole... A Holy moly. Yeah, that's one. I was going to say a hole in one. Or a two So to it's two. like add drinking to that activity. Yay or nay? Yeah, okay. If there's if there's wine. <laughs> <laughs> wine makes everything better. Come on. Let's be responsible, kids. Yes. What about, what about that issue, though? Drink, like if you go to a bar drinking too much on the first okay. day. Yeah, don't do it. Oh, I, okay, <laughs> I have to be careful. Solved. Next point. Yeah, I have to be careful because um, I re- I'm... I'm Impartial to a to a good Shiraz. Oh yeah. And um, if I'm impartial to three Shiraz, then I have <laughs> a good case of blood in mouth. Yep, that's fair. I mean, it sounds like I already ha- guys I haven't had a Shiraz tonight, and I've got a good <laughs> case of blood in mouth. But picture this on three Shirazes. It's already Shiraz getting there. <laughs> Shiraz. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think drinking uh, a lot on a first day, unless that's you know, unless you're at a club. Would but you go to a club on a first date though? You're, you can't yeah, speak. Okay, you can't talk a, in a club. Yeah. You got to scream into people's ears. Like okay, you come out with ringing with ears, and then you just want to. Uh, every time I come out of a club, I hate myself and everything. What about an event? Would you go to an event with someone? Like, like say a you gallery heard... opening or something? Yeah. Or? I think that's nice. I've been to a gallery on a first date before, and it was good. We just made fun of. <laughs> we just made fun of. Who was it? Uh, Van Gogh. Yeah, we just made fun of his paintings. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Van Gogh. Sorry, art people. Um. No, you allowed your opinion. But, yeah, okay, a gallery opening, that's quite good too. Any no-go zones apart from mini golf and movies? Well, mini golf is like a public personal. pool? Okay, yeah. Seems or, like, like a nude beach. Maybe I've never like... been to a nude beach, but probably not a first date sort of thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe tick that off on my bucket list by myself. Yeah, maybe, or a second date, maybe. Yeah. Depends yeah. how yeah. comfortable. Like, bring it okay, up on the first so, date. And then yeah, bring it up on the knows first date and then go... And then have sex with the lights on so you know that you're comfortable seeing each other naked with the lights on. And then in the daytime, in the sunshine, it will be light like it was the night before with the lights on. The very same. (laughs) And then you just introduce a whole lot of strangers to the situation. Always makes everything better. Yeah. (laughs) Here's 80 nude strangers. (laughs) Aren't I a catch? I mean, the demographic of a nude beach, I wouldn't think, unless it's in Spain, isn't, you know, young. Do you know something I don't know? <laughs> okay, this one time I walked around the corner and there was a new beach right there and I didn't know. It's one way to find it. It's really a situation you stumble okay, into, I think. Is, I, I guess you can't read the signs. These shows are really like therapy for me, so thank you. Thank you. You've really... I didn't know that I'd repress that memory. Get it all out there. Um, what so about like the silent types? Like, you know, if you don't... What if you're not responding, you know, well enough to, to the questions? The old one-word answer. Always a turn-off. Yeah, oh, that's really good. When you ever really have to claw answers out of someone, don't don't be the clawy, uh, <laughs> <Claw-y, laughs> the person that claw-y, needs to be clawed. A, yeah, the answers out of. Yeah, because neither party's winning. Then one person's trying way Too harder hard, than the other yeah. person. Yeah, exactly. And how are you supposed to get to know someone if every answer's like, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. What if someone's giving you answers and it sounds like they've, it's like they're, you know how people like your Instagram version of your answers. Like the better, ver- like they're really playing themselves up. Oh, I like see what you mean. Like your Tinder answers. Yeah. Well, I think that sort of thing gets weeded out in conversation, like face to face, though, because I don't have time to like construct an answer, which is why I prefer to speak to people in person rather than like over messenger. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like, true. oh, we're, it it's like happening right here and now. Yeah, like it's one on one. 
Real there's time. no like, yeah, you don't have like five minutes to think like, hmm, how can but I be witty here? What if you see here? them, they've got like an earpiece in their ear. <laughs> there's, there's a strangely, <laughs> there's a plain <laughs> van out the front. Oh, it's not usually out the front of this bar. <laughs> What's going on? Open the, kick open the doors, there's three guys all on microphones. Yeah, and he has I've seen has, enough movies to know You know, like one of those emo fringes to cover the earpiece. So you're, you're wondering why he's got a 2009 haircut. Yeah, I was going to say, is the emo fringe still in? I am amongst some crowds probably. <laughs> yeah, and you just can hear this little buzzing and... Mm. What there might it? be it's something the, else at yeah, play. Yeah. You might have to do some investigation. And then you actually really like his answers, so then you have to go out to the white van and ask his mate. Whoever's out. giving him the answers, yeah. because that's they, the real catch. Yeah. Did we just write a movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. I think that's how movies are made. I think it's called First Date Faux Pas. Yeah. We are chatting about First Date Faux Pas. Um, if you do want to hit us up um, on Tumblr, you can ask us a question or let us know about your First Date Faux Pas or a First Date you've been on where there has been sort of a, a non less than ideal situation. Something went wrong. Yeah, the Naughty Rude Show com forward slash ask or find us on Facebook, uh, Naughty Rude Show. Uh, but... Tunes. Tunes. As always. And, yeah, one of the first date folk that I think is not a first date folk part is once when someone gives you that regular touch. Noise. This is Regular Touch by Vera Blue. You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation with Dana and Hugh. Sugar and spice and everything nice. So we've talked a lot about dating. Yeah, we have. What to do, what not to do. So now we're talking about how this is going to sound like a weird rant, like how the media takes that man and shapes it. But like how sort of you've got uh, these shows like The Bachelorette and I don't know if anyone's watched Take Me Out. I think it's just new to Channel 7. But it's based on, I think it's called uh, Are You The One or Can You Be The One, which is a very, very popular Chinese dating show. So basically the way it works is... One man comes out to a panel of women. This is about 30 or so all in a line, all standing at podiums. And in the ads, I've seen a lot of men taking their shirts off and flexing and all the girls sort of, you know, doing the old air, the old hand fans and waving themselves and all blown away by his abs, dating. Um, And, yeah, so he tells them about himself and sort of shows off. And then they can opt out of wanting to get to know more about him, you know, by turning the light off on their podium. But... If they keep the light on, they get to ask him questions and then he has to answer and he shows a little like video thing of himself, which sort of, this is what I like to do and this is what I do for fun. And then I I guess at the end, if he picks, if there's like, I think it's if there's more than one woman left, he then gets to pick who he wants to go on a date with and they can agree or disagree. And then they walk off together and the doors open and close and happily ever after, you know, it's the way it works. Is it just one, they get one time to just, they pick that person and then they're off the show? Yeah. But, so you don't get to see their development? No. That's so boring. I don't think, unless they're doing it differently. Yeah, I know, right? Unless they're doing it differently and they're going to do like, like I a... want the juicy nuggets of goss. Yeah. That like the first kiss scenario, how, whether it's awkward or <laughs> if it's not awkward. That's I want to know. I want to know whether they go to that dark alley after that first date. You got a thing with alleys, I want to know if the first date was in a swimming pool. Like, I, I want to know that stuff. But the judging by the, the bodies, door. some of these guys could be professional swimmers. There are some... Good-looking bods on there. Would you take your first date? Uh, sorry, sidebar. Would you take your first date to work? What? Like what? Oh, because um, <laughs> no. if they're a professional swimmer, you take them so. to work. Work is in a pool. Bring your date to work day. <laughs> yeah, in, okay. in the pool. So don't try and keep date. up, sweetie. If you're a swimmer, don't take <laughs> your first date to swimming pool. Anyway, sorry, unsidebar. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they touch on the Chinese one. It doesn't show them like what happens, you know, six months down the road or whatever. But unless they're doing it differently, they could do. You know, in review, okay. what happened? I they would could like to make a, a link to an Australian... Is this an Australian dating show? Uh, it, yeah. it is, yeah. They're... Okay, well, I think that they've... Either one show has pinched it from the other, but at the very beginning of Love Island, all the girls line up mm. in the villa and the boys enter and they, you know, just about their, you know, demeanour and everything and, like, how they swagger out there. The girls step forward if they want to couple up with that boy right. or back. So Love if Island is just like and then never you, seen it. <laughs> but then you see over the they all cl- couple up with lads and gals and whatever, and then over the they stay in those couples and they get to know each other in this villa and they're not allowed to leave um, the villa. So you do see the development. I love see, that detail. And some of them have their not first dates in a pool, but they're in a pool and they're getting to know each other. So all that segments. But are, are they in a pool together. in like the Bahamas or the Maldives or something? It's, it's, it's sort of different Mallorca. to like. 
Exactly. It's different to like the Footscray like yeah, the, community pool. <laughs> pool. <laughs> it's a little different. You don't have like kids, you know, running around and the lane rope squeaking and like kids hitting the water with noodles, you know, the pool noodles. Oh, that's sexy to me. What are you <laughs> okay. talking about? I've misread you totally. Yeah, noodles. Um, so, but see, I reckon it's, I like to see the juicy nuggets of goss. That's fair. Like, why else watch your reality show? Yeah, so then you find out what happens. So if yeah. it's just... How much better than these people am I? And how, how good can I feel about myself by the end of this neatly packaged 30-minute episode? You really have hit the nail on the head there. That's reality I TV. I <laughs> pleasure watch these shows because yeah. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm having a bad day, but at least I'm not them. Exactly. It sounds like Geordie Shore to me, this Love Island show. Like, that show blew me away with the characters. Like, don't get me wrong, I love it. I absolutely froth these programs, mm. but you're right. It's a little bit like Geordie Shaw. Like, they're kind of making a fool of themselves on air, you know? Yeah, I always question whether they're, like, playing it up a little bit. Like, with this show, like, guys are coming out and full-on flexing and, you know, giving the cool, cool bedroom eyes. No, I don't think there's, like, a prize. I think the prize is uh, eternal love. Because that's the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that prize. That'll... Yeah, dog. I know, right? We've all been there. Um, but w- I think it might be interesting to see... that Half the fun of Love Island is trying to figure out if they're having... They're on it for the money or they're on it for love. Because <laughs> there's, like... That's a, that's a fun game. <laughs> 25 grand or something at the end. Oh, okay. So Jeez. if they end up being, you know, the last couple standing or whatever... So, you know, is it all game face? Or are they actually... Well, maybe you'll have to watch the show. How well can you fake love? (sighs) Jesus, getting deep now. Do you reckon you can (laughs) fake love, though? Eight minutes left and you drop that on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's big stuff. What do you think about these sort of shows? Like... I love watching them because, Mm. yeah, you're right, they make me feel good about myself. But what about, like, the game aspect, like, turning romance and, and, well, I guess, prospective love and dating into a game that people have to play? Disgusting. I mean, it completely devalues the concept of it, but mm. it brings in the ratings. Of course, it does. Yeah. People, people, you know, they might eventually love the the two people end up in love, but what they really love about it is the fighting. They love the gossip. People that watch these and people that are on these shows, people just love watching other people's human interaction. Yeah. That is exactly what, and I'll be the first to admit that's what I go to it for because. Oh, yeah. Seeing somebody else's troubles, sure, as long as they're not my own. Yeah, I can forget about my own for a while. That's exactly. True. And it's, you know, to be honest, it's quite a disgusting thing that, you know, we're getting ratings and that kind of thing based on, you know, people looking for love. Mm. But what but we really the... love about it is is the goss. It's the... Yeah. But does that reflect on us as people? Because, like, with media, often it's, like, the meanings behind the show slash, like, the your content itself and like the direct messages you take out of it feed into society and then their interpretation feeds back into the creation of like of media again so it's like this weird feedback loop where like meaning is created uh, like both ways so do you Mm. think that like these flash in the pan like instant gratification you know you go in you get a girl within 30 minutes do you think that has the potential to like rub off on people or like become not ingrained but uh well you could say it's the way that the porn industry has affected you know maybe people's perception of sex it's true. You know, the porn is completely blown out of proportion. It's over the top. It's exaggerated. Mm. Um, that's not a real representation of, you know, how most people have sex. Yeah. So, therefore, I completely think that maybe that could do the same for what people think. If people are watching these shows as young teenagers when they haven't had a relationship, maybe they're like, oh, it's fine. I'll just be single till I'm 30 and then I'll go on a dating yeah, show. and then I'll get a panel of women. Yeah. The dream. <laughs> and I'll just have to, you know, get really rig and then I'll be fine. Yeah. So That's yeah, what it is. You get jacked. Fair, and... <laughs> I mean, is it a new concept, dating shows? It's. it's I mean, it's pretty similar. old. Um, God, what was the one called? Arnold Schwarzenegger was on it. Um, and, like, they'd be sitting... They were separated by a screen. They couldn't see them. They could only hear the answers. Oh. They'd interview, like, he would ask them questions and they'd fire questions back. Perfect match? Something like that? Something like that. It was very 70s. There were, like, yeah, green flowers really in the... In the head, headlines. Okay, so it's an old concept, but yeah, maybe it is. Cha- it could be changing people's concepts of falling in love, because falling in love can be quite messy and oh, quite <laughs> quite scary. And I haven't I mean, enjoyed they, it. <laughs> they reveal vulnerabilities in these shows, but mm. maybe not to the extent that it's sort of like a perfect package of what love could be. Yeah, exactly. It's your ideal. It's an yeah. And I about d- you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so Snatched maybe them. yeah. I guess you're right. It's it's unrealistic and it's it's the perfect situation. Yeah. 
And I do like relating that back to, you know, porn is, you know, the ideal, some people's ideal of what it should be. It's not real. It's not reality. Mm. Isn't that ironic? They call it reality TV. And it's the least real thing you can possibly watch. Exactly. But I watch MasterChef religiously, so... I had, like, a list of all the contestants and their nicknames and who was still in the show, so I cannot talk shit. So I'm into dating shows, you're into MasterChef? Yeah, like, it's not even a sexy show. I mean, when they cook the right dish and you get a perfect 30, hot damn. Perfect 30. Shirts come off in the apartment, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You could use that as your next uh, role play. Or a first date idea. Hey, we all watch MasterChef together. Get in with the boys on the ground floor. Who are you going for? You've got to pick a winner at the start. And then all the shirts come off. Exactly. (laughs) Win-win. Well, thank you so much, Hugh, for being a wonderful person to host with. I've had a really, really good time. Thank you so much for all of you guys out there listening. We've had so much fun chatting to you. Uh, If you do want to get in touch uh, or find our podcast, you can find uh, The Naughty Rude Show on Spotify, iTunes, your local streaming app, wherever you like to listen to the goods. Mm -hmm, Because we got them. But unfortunately, uh, that is all we do have time for. You can find us on sin.org.au. Also, if you can't find us on any streaming apps. Yeah, and check out our other other shows, all our other, you know, fellow sinners. It's Uh, S-Y-N, by the way. I know you might be thinking S-I-N because that's an actual word, but... We like to mix it up here. It's S-Y-N.org. We, we like to sin, but we like to sin at the end of the Why alphabet. do we sin? Because it's a Y. Just forget what? it. Ooh. Forget it. It is definitely yeah, no, time to wrap it. up. Keep rolling with it. <laughs> you can also hit us up on Twitter, at Naughty Rude. Um, and do keep listening to the show. We will have a show same time next week from 8 till 10 every Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been the Naughty Rude Show with Dana. And Hugh. Catch ya. So, so, so